Hello, everyone. This is Christina Rowe from Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs, and I am so excited today to be here with a remarkable woman, Dr. Debbie Silver. She is the founder of the P uh, PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute, and is a holistic psychologist, a health mindset and personal development expert. She's the author of Trust Again and is a two-time number one international best-selling author of The Unshakable Woman and From Hardened to Healed. Her podcast, From Betrayal to Breakthrough, is also globally ranked within the top 1.5% of podcasts. That's amazing. Her recent PH study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changes how long it takes to heal. In addition to being on Fox, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx Twice, and more, she's an award-winning speaker and coach dedicated to helping people move past their betrayals, as well as any other blocks preventing them from health, work, relationships, confidence, and the happiness that they want most. Well, welcome, Debbie. I'm so happy that you're here. It's so exciting. You do amazing work. Uh, thank you. Looking forward to our conversation. Oh, me too. I am so excited about this because so many women, especially, you know, we suffer from blocks from betrayal in our lives. And what was, what's your story? What inspires you to go into this line of work with helping people with betrayal? Yeah, you can only imagine. No one says, you know, I think I want to study betrayal. No, you study <laughs> because you have to. And it's my 30th year in business. I started in health and then mindset and then personal development. I had a really painful betrayal from my family, thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that. And then it happened again a few years later. This time it was my husband. That was the deal breaker. Got him out of the house, looked at the two experiences thinking, well, what's similar to these two? Of course me, but what else? And I realized boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my needs seriously. And I'm one of those people that really believes if nothing changes, nothing changes. So here it was four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. And I was like, you know what? I'm going back for a PhD. Like a book wasn't getting me out of this mess. I needed a whole PhD in it. And it was in a transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was changing so much. I, you know, I, I didn't really understand what was happening. He was too, wasn't ready to look at that. And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my family, my work, my life. Wow, that is incredible. It's incredible that you you know honed in on, on betrayal because I don't see many people doing that. I don't see many experts out there you know, covering this. And it's something that so many women, including myself, you know, uh, have gone through. My ex-husband, I wrote a book, Seven Secrets of Successful Divorce, after, you know, my husband betrayed me during our marriage and we got divorced after 13 years when he took up with a hairstylist from our salon. But that's another story. But <laughs> but that kind of betrayal, you know, you think you're over it, but I think it sticks with you. Do you find that? That like if it's unresolved, if something has happened, that people just push it down and they don't realize it or they don't see the signs are there some signs to look for yeah oh absolutely there are so many ways i could answer this and one of them is with the first discovery the first discovery was i had a feeling betrayal was a different type of trauma that doesn't just heal like other things and it's not to say which is better which is worse they all stink but I had been through death of a loved one. I'd been through disease and I was like, nope, betrayal feels different for me. I didn't want to assume it was the same for everyone in my study. So I asked him, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? 
unanimously. They said, oh my gosh, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the entire self gets shattered. Think about it. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. It all has to be rebuilt. Like with other traumas, you have to rebuild your life. With betrayal, you rebuild your life and yourself. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. And, you know, the thing is, unless and until you deliberately and intentionally heal from betrayal, it will follow you around like a shadow and show up in your health, in your work, in your relationships. Oh, yeah. That is fascinating. And and so the feeling, I know you, you, I've read on, you know, your website a little bit, how the feeling of how it felt for you describe that feeling of what, it, how it felt different. Like what did it feel like to feel that betrayal? Yeah. You know, I, I, one of my study participants, I remember she said, you know what it feels like? It feels like every negative emotion you can imagine getting punched in the gut and losing a child in a crowd all at the same time. Wow. You know, think about it. This was the person, these were the people that gave you a sense of safety and security. So when this is the person or these are the people to shatter that very sense of, of safety and security, it's traumatizing. It's like the person you thought you knew so well goes like this and takes a mask off. Mm -hmm. And wow. it, it, it's like it tattoos itself on your body, on your mind and your heart. It is one of the most painful of the human experiences. I mean, the good news is we can heal from all of it. And I'm happy to talk all about that. Oh, that's amazing. And, and you actually just described exactly how I felt when my found out my ex-husband was cheating was like, it was like a punch in the gut. It was just like, I'd wake up in the morning, just feeling like the first thought of that, like exactly that sick thought. Like, and, and I think what the worst part was exactly what you just said about the mask is like, here was this person who I trusted, thought it was my best friend. We have children, four children together. And this person now became someone I didn't recognize. Like it was like, I've always felt like, like almost like, you know, the, uh, that movie when the invasion of the pods or whatever, when they come into the body and they take over that old movie, that's exactly how it felt. It was like, my husband was dead and this imposter was in his place because he was just so nasty through the divorce too. I think that's what made it worse. You know, I think I could have handled just the cheating if he had been, you know, not such a jerk after and, you know, just been so hostile and put me through a horrendous divorce, you know, you know, saying you and not paying child support for my children. So that all made it like that betrayal so much deeper. And but I never thought how that could be affecting me, you know, to this day. So tell us about women who are like feeling like this for whether it was a spouse or a parent or a friend or some sort of betrayal and you think you've recovered and what are the signs to look for that you haven't like down the road years later yeah and i'm going to answer this one in two ways you just you just led me in so beautifully to the second discovery and what that what that was it was that there's actually a collection of symptoms physical mental and emotional so common to betrayal it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. We've had 90,000 people uh, take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. A few things about that. The first thing is we've all ta been taught time heals all wounds. I have the proof that when it comes to betrayal, that's not true. Mm -hmm. There's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? People write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 40 years ago. 
I can still feel the hate. My betrayal happened 10 years ago. Feels like it happened yesterday. So we know you cannot count on time. You can't even count on a new relationship to heal it. You need to dive in and do the healing work. But every few months I pull the stats from the quiz to see where people land. I'm happy to share them if you want to hear them. Oh, absolutely. Yes, please. Because Christina, that'd be really awkward if you said no. <laughs> okay. yeah. Has anybody ever said that? I mean, no, I'm curious. I generally would like to know. <laughs> All right. So now imagine 90,000 plus people, men, women, just about every country's represented. 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. That's exhausting right there. 94% deal with painful triggers. And those triggers can just knock you out. The most common physical symptoms, 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue. You sleep all night, you wake up, you're exhausted, your adrenals have tanked. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, you can't hold food down. Later on, you're using food for comfort, very common. 45% have a digestive issue. And that could be anything. Groans, IBS, diverticulitis, constipation, diarrhea. The most common mental symptoms. 78% are overwhelmed. 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief. 68% can't focus. 64% are in shock. And 62% can't concentrate. So now just imagine you're exhausted. And maybe this was even your case. You, you're exhausted. Maybe you have a gut issue. You still, you know, you're, you're having triggers. You still have to raise your kids. Mm -hmm. You still have to work. That's not even the emotional issues. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness. 83% are very angry and real common to bounce back and forth between those two emotions all day long. 82% feel hurt. 80% have anxiety. 79% are stressed. Just a few more. Here's why I wrote the book, Trust Again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're so afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. Wow. Well, this might explain why I'm still single. <laughs> because uh, after my divorce, it was interesting. Like, you know, I, I, of course I've dated, you know, um, had relationships, but I've, I don't know if it's like a post-traumatic stress type of thing, but like, I just, I feel like, you know, I want my space. I'm kind of panic. I might be me protecting myself unconsciously because I don't want to mm -hmm. like go that, you know, again, you know, go down that path. But yeah, that's probably unconsciously. A lot of us have no idea that some sort of past betrayal is affecting us to this day. And well, these different things, anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder, probably too, depending Absolutely. And here's the thing, a few things about that. The first thing is, think about it. Think about these numbers. You didn't hear me say one thing, 20%, 30%. These numbers are high. Yeah. They're also not necessarily from a recent betrayal. So this could be, think about this. This could be from your parent who did something awful when you were a kid, from the boyfriend who broke your heart in high school. Wow. That person may not know, care, even remember, they may not be alive. And here we are decades later, walking wow. around with these symptoms. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and you said it like it's, it's protection. Like here's a way, here's how I can spot an unhealed betrayal in your health and your work in your relationships. And this was classic. I mean, you just said it in relationships. I'll see it in one of two ways. The first way repeat betrayals, the face has changed, but it's the same thing. And you say, what the heck? I keep going from partner, partner, partner. Is it me? Yes, it is. Not in that it's your fault. 
in that it's your opportunity. There is a profound lesson needing and waiting to be learned. You are lovable, worthy, and deserving. You need better boundaries in place, whatever it is, until and unless you get that, you're going to have opportunities in the form of people to teach you. The other classic way, the big wall goes up. You're like, nope, been there, done that. No one's getting near me again. We think it's coming from a place of strength. It's not, it's fear. Oh, wow. You were so excited and so heartbroken that you would rather put the big wall up and not let anybody come close than risk that level of vulnerability and taking that chance that your heart could be hurt in that way again. That makes wow. sense? Yes, yes, that's fascinating because like you said, some people will go the other way and just repeat that cycle of the same husband or father or boyfriend or other people like me unconsciously are like, all right, you know, I'm not going to get not even realizing I just like my life thinking everything, you know, I'm happy. So I'm not going to put those, those blocks up not to cause, you know, a situation probably that I would be in again to put myself to be vulnerable, I guess, you know, exactly. that, that prevents you. Wow. This is so, this is so insightful. I would never even yeah. thought this existed, that there was betrayal, like, you know, um, help out there because <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, and I don't realize this. Oh yeah. And the good thing is you can heal from all of it. You know, we see it in health too. Like for example, people go to the most well-meaning, amazing doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom illness condition disease at the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. Like for example, you heard me say 45% of everyone betrayed has a gut issue. You can go to the best gut doctor on the planet. I'm friends with them. I know. <laughs> and you can only get to a certain level because if that unhealed betrayal is not dealt with, you're only getting to the, you're only hacking away at the leaves. You're not getting to the root of it. Yeah. A lot of sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, you know, work too. You can, let's say you deserve that razor promotion, but your confidence was shattered in the betrayal. So you don't have the confidence to ask, or you want to be a team player, collaborative partner, great JV partner, but the person you trusted the most proved untrustworthy. How do you trust that partner, that boss, that coworker shows up everywhere? Wow. And then you're on guard because you're like the first thing that maybe looked like a betrayal, you're going to jump out because you're like, okay, oh, this person, like you're, you're protecting yourself basically unconsciously from people that might hurt you. Exactly. And right. that's so, that's so classic out of, uh, out of the, the third discovery, this was the most exciting. And what was discovered was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and most people do stay stuck. If we fully heal and by fully heal, I mean, symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome, like I just shared to this whole rebuilt place of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, emotionally at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Healing is entirely predictable. And I'm happy to share the stages if you want to hear them. I was going to just going to ask you that. How do we heal from this betrayal to please share the stages? <laughs> yeah. And as I'm going through them, you will know and you will remember exactly where you are you know, where you were when this happened, you'll hear yourself, you'll remember, you'll be, oh, I remember that. <laughs> uh, and then I'll go, there, oh, I remember that. And just see where you are. And for everybody watching, listening, try to, in, you know, assess where you are. It's going to be very clear. So it's all in trust again. It's all we do within the PBT Institute is move people through the stages. It's what are all of our coaches are certified in. Here's a summary of the stages. Stage one is actually before it happens. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, 
the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody, me too, was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing. Oh, us women, we're so great at this, right? And neglecting or ignoring the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being, right? And we do this so often because we have so many things to do. The only way we can get it done is turn down the feeling. So we can be more machine-like and crank things and just check things off our list. That's not to say if you're busy, you're going to be betrayed. I'm just giving you a profile. Anyway, if a table only has two legs, it's easy for that table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day, the scariest of all of the stages. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. You've just gotten your news. Right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Wow. Your mind, yeah, your mind is, and you probably remember exactly where you were. Yeah, your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. It's like a weird time warp thing happening right now. And your whole worldview is shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that govern you, that prevent chaos. Don't go there, trust this person. This is how life works. And in one earth shattering moment or series of moments, everything you've learned and held to be real and true is no longer. The bottom has bottomed out on you and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. So this is terrifying, right? Oh yes. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? But here's the trap though. Stage three, by far hands down, is the most common place we get stuck. And here's why. Once we figured out how to survive our experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where we just came from, we're like, okay, I got this. And we think it's good. And because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know there's a stage four or stage five. Transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we start planting roots here. We park here. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And four things happen. The first thing is we start getting all these small self benefits from being here. We get our story. We love our story. You know, <laughs> we get someone to blame. We get sympathy from everyone we tell our story to. We don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Can I trust you? Should I trust you? I forget. I'm not trusting anybody. So, <laughs> right. So we plant deeper roots. Again, we're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And now because we're here longer than we should be, the mind starts going to work and we think things like, maybe I'm not that great. Maybe I deserved it. Maybe that's, maybe that. So we plant deeper roots. And now, because these are the thoughts we're thinking, this is the energy we're putting out. Like energy attracts like energy. So now we start calling situations and circumstances and relationships towards us to confirm, yep, this is where we belong. The misery loves company crowd. They come around now too. And then we join some like lame support group. And now we think we found our people and now we don't want to, right. And now we don't want to heal. Cause if we do, we lose our people. So it gets worse, but I'll get you out of here <laughs> because it feels so bad. 
but we don't know there's anywhere else to go. Right here is where we resign ourselves. We're like, this stinks, but I mean, I have to get through my day. I have to feed my kids, you know? So we start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, whatever, right? To numb, avoid, and distract ourselves from this painful place. So think about it. You do it for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years. I can seriously see someone 20 years out and say that emotional eating you're doing or that numbing, you know, that drinking, whatever it is. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they, they would look at me like I'm crazy. They would say it happened 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense? It definitely does. Yes. Um, all those stages make a lot of sense that the fact yeah. that you push things down. I mean, with my particular situation before years before um, the act, the betrayal of the cheating, there was another incident when I, um, I had was pregnant with my fourth child and this, I caught my ex-husband um, on the computer. This was like 1997. So this is a long time ago. And he had, he was in um, the computer business. So he knew how to network computers back then because it wasn't like now we had the AOL. Remember that the chat <laughs> where, and somehow I was on my computer downstairs and I see this AOL chat pop up and it's him and one of the um, hairstylists and they're talking graphically what they want to do to each other in the waxing room. I, mean, I swear to God. And I just went into like shock. I remember sitting there because I was like eight months pregnant. And I was like, like I, I can't even describe the stunned feeling. It was like, I couldn't speak. Like I was just, and so of course I was like confronted him. Oh, that's a joke. It's a joke. You know, he said, no. And he even got his mother to say, oh, he was joking. I don't even know why. I, I, not that I believed him, but I was not in the position to do anything at that time. So I just pushed it completely out of my mind. Like it never happened. Um, And I remember just the next couple of years, like, you know, I'm like acting like to forget enough forgetting about it. Like, and just had that girl still work for us. I mean, I even threw her her baby shower, which was, and I look back, I'm like, what the hell? Like, why did I even do that? That's kind of crazy. Like I was in such denial. But when the second incident happened years later, then I snapped. It was like, all right, they, somebody else told me, and it wasn't the same woman. It was another woman supposedly he was cheating with in, in the salon. And I was like, then it was like uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Things exploded. And of course he denied it. Oh no, no. People are telling you it's not true. Everybody's like the gaslighting, you know, everybody's lying to this day. Actually, my husband will tell you that none of that happened, but <laughs> I did. And I'm glad, I'm actually glad it did because the divorcing was the best thing I ever did looking back. I wouldn't be here today had that not, experience not happened. But yeah, it's really funny how I pushed that down. So I was in that whole denial of all the stages you were talking about. And then until it, you know, exploded in my face. And then then I went through the probably this got into the stage three of the self-protection and all of that stuff too. Mm-hmm. And attracted bad men after that thing, thankfully. Anybody I've dated has been the opposite of my ex-husband. So that's been good. That's how you've done the healing work. And I want to get you through stage uh, stage four and five, but I'll tell you, uh, there were also three groups in the study who did not heal. Oh, wow. The first, oh yeah. The first was the group that was numbing, avoiding, distracting. So it may have made the day a bit easier, not without a price. They ran to the doctor who put him on a mood stabilizer, anti-anxiety med, didn't heal. The second group, this was the group that they had their story and they were sticking with it. Mm-hmm. They didn't heal. They didn't heal because you have to be willing to let go of that story for a much better one. The third group, and it just reminded me of this when, you know, when you push things down, this was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. So whether it was out of financial fear, not wanting to break up a family, religious reasons, 
fear of the unknown. They did all they could just to turn the other cheek, look the other way. I saw two things with this group. Number one, a further deterioration of the relationship. And number two, this was the group that was the most physically sick. Oh, wow. That broken heart can't handle that. Yeah. So it went into manifested. And it's funny because after my divorce, my migraines got very intense. I had migraines when I was younger, but never. It was after the divorce that was like for years and years and years. I just recently, the last couple of years, have gotten control of it, but I was getting like chronic 20 migraines a month kind of thing which I never had yeah. before. So maybe that was related. You just opened something up. The Absolutely. Health, nobody really thinks of that, how the health can be related. So if you've had a betrayal, and you pushed it down or, you know, think you're fine and moved on. You're like, what you're saying is that a lot of us don't even realize that our health is being, being affected. And that's the thing. So think about it, like using migraines, for example. So you go to a doctor who'll give you all kinds of medication for the migraines. Your, the betrayal isn't healed. I'm saying like, let's just use that example, but not you, the, you know, then, then the betrayal isn't healed. There's still this fear of, of, intimacy or other relationships medication for something that and it's like the problem the real problem isn't solved the problem is the unhealed betrayal so i want to get to the other two stages and then yes, i'm gonna yes. you know i'll close the loop because i can't leave everybody in stage no, three <laughs> no we want to go to stage four and five <laughs> that's it and i gotta tell you stage four and stage five i mean that we see it in the institute all the time in stage four and stage five, that's where I'll see new businesses get birth. Just last week, we had two people start a new business because they've moved out of the trauma and you have access to things you didn't have access to when you were moving through it. Like the PBT Institute, that was a stage five thing. So anyway, if you are willing, you know, willingness is a big word here, to let go of the small self benefits, grieve, mourn the loss, bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four, is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't change what happened, but I change what I do with it. Right there in that decision, you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you were creating in stages two and stage three. Stage four feels like if you've ever moved. If you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, all your stuff's not there, it's not quite cozy yet, but it's it's going to be okay. It's like, okay, okay, we got this. We can do this. It feels like that. But think about it. If you were to move, you don't take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent like who you want to be when you're in your new space. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you, right here in this one spot from stage three to stage four, you've outgrown them. You don't take them with you. And people say to me all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't come. So it's really common to outgrow friendships in this one place. Doesn't make them bad or wrong. You're just looking for something different. Anyway, when we've settled into this new mental space, we've made it cozy. We've made it home. We move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. You were surviving. Now you do. The mind is healing. You're making new rules. You're making new boundaries based on the road you just traveled. And you have a new worldview based on everything you see so clearly now. And the four legs of that table, in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Wow, that is amazing. I've never heard them before or, or thought of it this way. So 
even if you're in stage four, you need to, total healing is going to come in stage five. So probably a lot of us are in stage four where we can, you know, especially those who've done a lot of work, you know, on ourselves and self-improvement. So we see the gift in the trauma and we say, you know, like me say, oh, thank God, you know, because I can't imagine, thank God that happened because if it didn't, oh my God, I would have been still married to that manhole. <laughs> oh my God. So it's like, yeah, that's it. But then we haven't gone maybe to that fifth level of, letting people in again and the trust level and working on that. So you help people move like probably from three to four over to five, or even from one all the way to five, depending on where they're at. They, you know, it's real. yeah, it's really common for people to come in at stage two or three. And then really all we do is predictably move them through the stages. We have classes, we have coaches, everything is labeled like great for stage two, great for stage three. We bring in experts to teach master classes, perfect for stage four. And, um, and it's everything is really about, because we know what someone would be saying and feeling in, you know, like stage three or stage four. So it's like, okay, this is even our signature program it, there. It's just all about the stages because, um, and, and I'll tell you, people come in very often with therapy trauma. And I know that sounds so crazy, but if someone isn't highly skilled in moving someone through betrayal, think about what can typically, typically happen. They can unpack their story week after week after week. If anything is like crazy glue to stage three, it's unpacking your story over and over and over again, perfecting your story without a strategic plan to move to that next stage. Or like in your example, let's say, typical example, we'll see. So let's say there's a husband and wife and the husband's a narcissist and they go to couples counseling. If that counselor isn't highly skilled, the, the narcissist can be very charming. Mm -hmm. And the crocodile tears and the whole thing. So the counselor can look at the person who's been betrayed and, and can say, you need to communicate a little bit better. Wow. And, and, and she's like, what? Like her world has just been completely upended and, and that's what she's getting. So it's so important who you surround yourself with when you've been betrayed, because it will, you can be with people who make you feel like you're absolutely certified crazy, or you can realize it has nothing to do with you, but it is your opportunity. That's so true because the person who betrayed you can be playing the victim. And that's exactly how my ex-husband is and was to this day. It's like, you know, he will say, this, oh gosh, 20 years later, almost he, he's going to say, oh my gosh, because your mother, my kids, your mother believed all the lies. This is why, you know, like you can't still accept responsibility. You know, it's, it's sad, but there's people out there too. And then you're right in that stage when you may be experiencing things now where you'll have, you have to watch, like I thought when all this exploded that I, I don't know why I thought my own parents at the time, my father since passed would take my ex-husband's side. I don't know why I thought that. I mean, because I think I married my ex-husband. I had um, a child, um, my daughter was three and a half, but we were dating since she was 18 months. So I was a single mom and like my ex-husband was put on this pedestal of being, you know, the, oh, the great guy marrying the single mom kind of thing. And somehow I internalized that. So when all this happened, I was almost afraid to tell my parents, but they did the opposite. They saw right through him at that point. I, and it was surprising. And so did a lot of other people too. They were like, I can't believe you were with him. Like where I was believing that he was, you know, having that story in my head. Um, so it's really important. You're right, because you can get people making you feel gaslighting you feeling like, like you're the bad person, like, you know, you did something wrong, um, you know, 
that, uh, you know, the, and it's really the other person. So I think that probably happens a lot, especially with this. Oh. So often. And, and, you know, here's the thing. Betrayal will show you who someone truly is. It also has the opportunity to wake them up to who they temporarily became. You know, we have a program for the betray for the betrayer as oh, well. These, these people are amazing. They are so committed to becoming someone they're proud of. And but but it's, you know, either way, as the betrayed you heal, you have an opportunity to heal, whether you heal yourself and move on. That's what I did with my family. It wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something from the ground up new with the person who hurt you. That's what I did with my husband. Um, not long ago as two totally transformed people, we married each other again. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's you incredible. <laughs> New oh vows, new dress, and our four kids is our bridal party. And here's the thing. Um, people are so afraid of the death and destruction of the old. That's the only way you birth the new. The only way. That is so powerful. I mean, there's so, I've met personally so many women who've, you know, been cheated on and given the spouse an ex, you know, a chance again, or the boyfriend and they've been betrayed again. You know, it's like, wow. it's like, almost like you see what Chloe Kardashian with that basketball guy who keeps hurting her over and over. I hope she's done with him. Finally. Oh, you need to help him. <laughs> you know, I was quoted in an article in that article. Oh, yeah. God, they, that they, they, they got gosh. a quote from me for that one, what but you know, here, I'll show you something with my hands. You'll never forget this. Ready? Everybody you can watch what I'm doing. This is what typically happens. You're here and you're so brokenhearted. You know, you're so, your heart's hurting so much. You just want this again. So you keep doing this, right? No. Once you've been betrayed, the only thing you want to do is you're not even thinking about this person. You do this, you heal physically, mentally, and emotionally, but you know what happens? People are so afraid of outgrowing this person that they actually sabotage themselves so they don't outgrow that person. But here's the ideal situation. You do this on their own. This person can say, I better step up my game to meet the strength of that woman. They do this and then you meet up again up here. Oh, wow. So that is powerful for anybody who right now, if you're listening to this and you're going through something like that, it's all about you doing the work, not about changing that person or trying to change that person. I think that's what people forget to, if only we can get this person to behave better or, you know, and be the person they want, but you have to be the person you, that you want to be. And I think it that's is such so powerful. Yeah, it's such an opportunity. You know what it's like? It's like, I remember when my kids were little, they loved Legos. And imagine there's like a Lego structure in the corner of the room. It's not good. It's just there, right? It's just built. And, and betrayal is like this. It, the whole thing is just destroyed. You're looking at just a big pile of Legos. The opportunity is you don't build the same thing. You don't even use all the same pieces. You deliberately and intentionally say, you know what? I'm going to build it like this. I'm going to do it like that. I'm going to not going to use this. And you create something that wouldn't have had the opportunity to be created if it didn't get destroyed. That's trauma well served. Wow. That is, that is really powerful. So depending on what stage anybody is going through right now, maybe listening to this, what would be the, the one thing that someone can do and take away right today to help them on the path to recovering? Yeah. You know, I would say the first thing is if you have to say it a million times, it's worth it. Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. That's 
That's one of the biggest things because we do, we take it so personally. And then I would just really, you know, I want everybody to know I didn't do anything anybody else couldn't do. There wasn't a roadmap for it. There's a roadmap for it now. Find out what stage you're in and make that decision just to keep moving forward. Because now with a roadmap available, staying stuck is a choice. Wow. And and most people don't know about this roadmap, but I know you have on your website, a quiz. Can you tell us how to access that quiz that we can find out what stages we're in? Yeah. So everything is at the PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com. So the two quizzes that, uh, that we're talking about, one is the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, and that'll show them the, um, the symptoms still lingering. And they may be thinking, oh, it's stress. Oh, it's aging. No, it's not. It's your betrayal. The other quiz is the healed or hardened quiz, and it'll tell you exactly what stage you're in. Oh, wow. And then I know you have a book about um, trust again. Uh, is it trust again 2.0? The trust again 2.0. That's actually our program. That's um, yeah. So trust again is the book maps out the five stages from hardened to healed. That's just for stage three. I wrote that because I'm like, everybody, what are you doing? Hanging out in stage three. <laughs> yeah. along. So from hardened to healed is, is just for stage three, but trust again, 2.0 that's on our site. That's like, if someone isn't ready to dive in with our coaches and with our classes, and they just want to like dip their toe into learning how to trust again, um, they have trust again, 2.0, which is a, a self-paced program. Wow. This is an amazing resource. And, you know, and for everyone to maybe thinking, okay, well, you know, something you don't want to face this affects not only your emotional state, like you said, it affects your health and that will affect your work as well. So and that's a real eye-opener to know that this, you may have symptoms that you don't even realize are traced back to the, these betrayal incidents, um, no matter it was a friend or, you know, mother or anybody, you know, who may have betrayed I me, mean, you have multiple betrayals. So I'm sure most of us just, you know, it's not just one, we can think back to, you know, uh, a friend, maybe in elementary school who did something, I mean, that was was a you considered a betrayal. So there's a lot to work through. But this is something I think that's very oh I think it's very overlooked. I don't think people are working on this, which is amazing. Until I saw your stuff, I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize this existed. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Most people just figure, oh, you know, I'll count on time, I'll count on a new relationship. And you mentioned how it affects us physically and at work, but think about how it's affecting our kids. Mm. Because when they see us struggling and they see that other people can break us. Of course, we never broken bent, but when they see that, if they're going to see that, let them see mom rise too. Exactly. And you're empowering your children by taking control and, and uh, going back and cleaning this up. And, you know, and even if you didn't realize it's a good thing to, you know, assess, think about, you know, who's, you know, something I don't think we would like to think about consciously about betrayals, unless you said you're in that stage where we all go through it in that three, where that's when you're like telling everybody your story. And I've I've met people who are, you know, in their seventies who are still telling the story of being betrayed by a husband 40 Mm -hmm. years ago, you know, Mm -hmm. and then still it's that, like you said, it's that rehearsed story. I'm sure everybody here has has met somebody like that. They just have that story down pat and it it becomes their identity instead of moving past that. So it's really important, you know, because if you get stuck there, that's probably the hardest place to be stuck in the three. At least if you inch up to four, you can get up to five, but you know, you need to to break through because it can be years and years and years of you, you know, just telling the the victim story. Exactly. And that's all you get. You get your story. I mean, think about it. I had a very powerful story. The 
the most important people in my life all betrayed me. And if I told you my story, I'd get sympathy. And then I'd walk away and that's all I'd have. But when you're willing to let go of that story for one that serves so much better, I mean, now we're helping thousands of people because of it. You know, there's, it's such a better story. It's such a better story. Who you get to become, if you're willing to let go of that story, it's just, it's so different. And, And it's like this, it's like, imagine a trapeze and you're holding on for dear life, that's stage three. You can even hold on to the next bar, that's stage four, and people stay there forever. But you don't go anywhere unless you let go of the first bar right. and you have to be willing to let go. You have to, right. And, and the benefits will be tremendous to your health, to your well being, to, you know, forming new relationships. Um, you know, and I, yeah, I can definitely, definitely see that. And you, and it's true. The new, your story now that you have is, so you've changed that story into like an amazing story of empowerment um, and helping others. Because if you had not gone through what you went through, we wouldn't be sitting here today and you wouldn't be helping um, so many, so many women and people um, across the world with this issue. So it's, you know, I believe everything's meant to be. I'm a big believer in that. It's like, you always look back and you're like, wow, okay. That maybe that was painful, whatever it is in life, whether you're an illness or a trauma or anything, but it's what you take from it and how you can, you know, reframe it and do good in the world with it. So your program definitely is going to help, help so many people. I am so, so happy to hear this. I'm going to go check out your book and your website. And I'm going to take those tests myself because uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking it's, it's, it's ironic too, because I've been thinking lately, okay. Cause I get so busy with work and, you know, doing business and everything. And I love it. And I have my kids, I have grandkids, I have my pets. So it's very full life, but I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start dating again in a couple of months, and then a couple of months goes by. Oh wait a second, by this time, and then I get so I forget. But maybe I'm not really forgetting. I'm just not doing. You know, it's like unconsciously. <laughs> and I'll tell you, as long as it hasn't happened yet, you want to wait because the person you date at stage three is very different than the person you date at stage four is very different than the person you date at stage five. So what you want to do is get to that highest and best place so that the highest inversion, the highest and best version of you shows up to be such a beautiful match to someone worthy and deserving of that. Wow. So listen to that, ladies, if you are single and you are, you know, wanting to get in a relationship, you're wondering why relationships aren't working or you just... And it's going to, that getting to that five, that level where then you're going to attract, I love that. You're going to attract the same type of person where you're at, no matter when you're doing the work. So it's excellent. So again, the website, one more time was. um, The the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, the PBTinstitute.com. And we're going to, of course, put that in the show notes and and, uh, you'll have the link to that as well. So this has been fantastic, Debbie. Thank you so much. I've absolutely enjoyed this. This has been very eye-opening for me personally as well. And I'm sure to everyone who's listening. So Uh, Christina, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Take care.